But Dan, that's just the way I am. Okay, now I encourage you to stay true to yourself, but that doesn't mean you can't learn and grow. I mean, knowing yourself is never an excuse for low performance or for staying the same year after year. You can thrive and prosper even while embracing your unique self. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, welcome in. We're going to be taking care of business. If you're new to the 48 Days Podcast, welcome in. Glad to have you new listeners week after week. 48 Days, if you aren't familiar with it, comes from the idea that we believe you can change your life dramatically in 48 days if you create a plan and execute on it. You know, you don't have to wait until the mortgage is paid off. You don't have to wait until those old student loan loan debts are gone. Don't have to wait until the kids graduate from high school. No, you can change your life in 48 days. And I have the thrilling pleasure of walking with people through that process day after day to help them see what the possibilities are, make the decisions, and move in that direction. So we're going to talk about this. I am what I am, but a little bit more. But here's some of the questions that we've got we want to unpack. Dan, I just want to make enough money so I don't have to work anymore. How about this? I got laid off because the owner wants to preserve cash. And we're going to unpack that a little bit because if it's costing the owner money to have you on board, yeah, he's right to let you go. Well, we'll look at that. Dan, I want to start my own business, but I know so little about the technical aspects of web development and marketing. And in this, I've looked inward at my skills, abilities, and personality traits, as well as my values, dreams, and passions. And the few things I've come up with don't really excite or interest me. All right. Now, our quotation today comes from the great theologian and philosopher Popeye, who said, I am what I am, and that's what I am. Now, we're going to look at that. It relates to a couple of the questions we're going to unpack here, because you can use that as an excuse for doing nothing, or you can use that as a foundation for accomplishing anything great you want to do. Okay, our resource today, a little bit different. You might have heard me talk a little bit about our Eagles Innovation Group. I mean, those are people in our 40 Days community who have put money in to a common fund that we call the Eagles Innovation Group, and then we look for businesses to invest in. Now, this is going really well. I'm having more fun involved in this than anything I've done in a long time. Love it. It's just an extension of everything we talk about. Figure out how God has uniquely gifted you how to turn that into meaningful, purposeful, and profitable work. Well, guess what happens when you do that? You have more resources. And people get involved in the Eagles community. They move on up. A lot of people are in our Eagles Elite program where we meet once a week to really build their businesses. We have some great success stories coming out of there. And then people are in my mastermind. And people keep asking, okay, what's next? What's next? Well, as people have more resources... You know, we can give more generously, but there's also a way to increase the resources we have so we can increase our generosity. 
That's what we do in Eagles Innovation Group. So if you go to 48days.com slash EIG, you can see what we're doing. You can check out, you can see some of the people who are already involved there. I'll be adding more information in there about some of the projects that we're getting involved in, the companies that we're investing in. But anyway, you can see kind of an overview there. And if that's something that you're interested in, it doesn't matter if you aren't involved in other things that I've mentioned that we're doing along the way, but um, we'd be delighted to talk to you. Now, in that, what we're doing in that, and it's a very unique model. It's not just like we invest in business and hope that it grows. No, we invest in companies where we then are very involved in what the company is doing. So those of you who are investment members also have the opportunity to maybe act as an interim CEO or chief financial officer or help with the technology that's needed. So we have people come in who we think have the ability to contribute in that way as well as just to have money. Anyway, just a fun, exciting thing that I'm doing. You've heard me talk about it. And people have been asking about it more. So I went ahead and put up a page so you can kind of see what it is. Again, 48days.com slash EIG. Okay, now, here's a a story that I just picked up. Man builds cozy treehouse to post on Airbnb and earns enough to quit his job. So here's how it goes. Keen to quit his day job, West Virginian has built a quaint, beautifully furnished treehouse for Airbnb. It will pair with his other rather unorthodox listing, a cabin made out of an old converted school bus. Now, you know, it's kind of quaint to be in a treehouse, certainly. So he says it took him six months, but with the promise of retirement, he managed it all by himself. I carried every piece of wood, every piece of the floor, the roof trusses, big quad beam, also sourced a bunch of cedar logs from a friend who was having a house built. And she talks about what he went through. Now, his, his wife was cool with the idea, but she said they had to have a second bathroom because the people who are already renting the converted bus, it would come traipsing into their house in the middle of the night to use a bathroom. So what he did, he put up just a porta potty There's just a porta potty sitting there that people who rent the treehouse or the converted bus, they don't have running water or anything, which, God, pretty rustic, but the popularity of the school bus rental has risen. He went from $39 a night to $120 a night. Now the tree house is about the same. And so he's going to be able to bring in about $50,000 a year between the two. They live out in the country and he's decided, Hey, that's it. I don't have to do anything anymore. I'm just going to rent these two places out. And, um, I don't have to work anymore. Now I'm, I'm all for creative ways to generate income. I mean, obviously, I mean, I love the kind of creativity that we're hearing about here. I mean, I think what this guy did on his rural property is brilliant, but is that it? I mean, is that the end of the road for him? He's just going to coast now? I mean, I don't know how old he is, but um, that's interesting to me. I mean, if your primary goal is in your working is simply to get to where you don't have to work anymore. If that's it, I mean, you clearly have not yet found or created the work and life you love. And it just goes against that kind of mentality. I'm going to work until I have enough, then I can just retire. Well, if you're doing something that you really love, 
retirement loses its appeal. So you can just ask yourself that, just a simple exercise. If you're just working to get to the point where you don't have to work anymore, then I'm absolutely confident you have not yet experienced work that you love. That's our goal here. We'll keep talking about it. Well, here somebody wrote in the, to our Eagles community, put in, I got the layoff notice yesterday. My last day at my job is, um, well, as he, as he wrote this, is it going to be April 31st. So it's coming up. The owner made the financial decision to cut sales to preserve cash, likely fearful of bank crisis ripple effects. And then he goes on to share that he's, he's going to be fine. He's got his own business. He's shared some of the details of what he's going to do here. And that was from David. Well, here's what blew my mind when I saw this. I mean, when you read this statement or hear this statement, it blows my mind. Just when you think about how illogical it is, and that's this, the owner made the financial decision to cut sales to preserve cash. How does that make sense? I mean, that's like saying, I'm going to stop feeding my horse so I can just keep him as healthy as he is right now. I mean, if sales stop, your business is going to be dead very quickly. Now, now, on the other hand, if having you on the team was costing the owner money, then he's right to let you go. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I mean, you don't want to have anybody on your payroll who's not helping the company make money. I mean, every employee should be helping the company make money. It doesn't matter if it's a, the janitor, the receptionist, the guy who changes the light bulbs. I mean, they're all there, and you need to let them know that. They're all there to help the company make money. There should be a direct connection to how the company makes money. And if they're not helping the company make money, then try to figure out a way to eliminate them. Absolutely. Well, anyway, I just, I can't imagine a, a, an owner deciding to cut sales to preserve cash. I mean, sales is the way to increase cash and just doesn't, doesn't make any logical sense at all. I know a lot of people are struggling right now, company owners and other people who are just in various positions trying to figure out how to navigate the changes that are going on. But um, you don't quit sales to save your company. It's going to work the other way. <clears throat> all right. Well, hey, we're going through some questions here. Got some more to go through that I want to get to. We're going to cut to the chase here, go through some of these questions to try to figure out how we can all move forward into the work and the life that we love. You can submit your question. Just go to 48days.com slash askdan and leave your question there. And a lot of, well, there's always a lot of similarity in questions that come in. You know, I try to just select some that are representative of a broad swath of what you all are dealing with out there. So um, here's one. This comes from Kathy. It says, Dan, I've been listening to your podcast for several years now and always find the content very informative and edifying. I think I'm also drawn to you because I'm a fellow INTJ and I love how you give the macro picture of the labor market and use facts and statistics to make your points. Now, INTJ, that's a Myers-Briggs terminology. Um, it implies, you know, introverted thinking, judging, anyway, the terminology you understand if you are one, 
but uh, she identifies with that. Kathy continues, I'm writing because I have an idea for a website, need guidance in bringing my vision to life. The first tiny step I've taken is trying to secure the domain name. I know that I'll need somebody to create the website itself, and then also down the road, someone to help me market the website. I know there are many resources to find freelance help, such as Fiverr, but I'm not sure of the criteria I need to look at to find the best person for my project. I put myself on the wait list for the Eagles community. However, in the meantime, you can, can you point me to some good resources? I saw that you had an SBA packet on your website and some videos that might be helpful to get me started, but I know so little about the technical aspects of web development and marketing. Thank you for your wonderful podcast, for all the encouragement you do to bring you bring to me each week. Thank you, Kathy. Well, thanks for your question, Kathy. And it's a very common question, quandary for people at starting a business. Now, let me, let me say this. And when we talk about I am what I am, I mean, in this sense, this can work for you. As an example, I, I know who I am and I am not a technical guy. I mean, I have zero idea about how to create a website or position or make it work or have the potential for people to put money in and pay and use credit cards and all. I have zero idea. I never have, never have known anything about that. I've always just found it very easy to reach out and find people whose skills in those areas are far better than my own and just engage them. You know, that's one of the things about starting a business. People often think, well, I need to know how to do everything. Now, true, at the beginning, you need to do a variety of things, but very quickly, you want to move into the fact that you know where your zone of genius is. So you do just those things that you only, that only you can do and the things that you do really, really well. And then find other people that can fill the gaps. Doesn't mean they're lesser than, believe me. You know, I have people on my team whose skills are absolutely amazing. I mean, the way Sheila crafts the newsletters that go out and our marketing sequences and all that is just astounding to me. I can't do that. That's her skill. So it's not less than, it's complementary to the few things that I do. So in answer to your question, Kathy, yeah, yeah, reach out and find people. Now, one of the sources we recommend is Ryan Rieger's Legendary VAs. And that's the site you can go to, legendaryvas.com. Legendary VAs. And he helps you find. I mean, that's that's a way to shorten the cycle. So rather than just going to, to Fiverr or a Guru or Upwork, one of those, you know, those are all sites you can go to and find people. But then you have to sort through lots of people to try to find somebody who's really good at what you want them to do. Ryan's organization does that for you. You describe what you need to have done. They find a VA who will match up to that. Now, this is very, very efficient, very inexpensive as well, surprisingly so. I mean, when they find VAs, and there are great people who have technical skills as you're needing around the world who are living in areas where they aren't used to $25 an hour. So typically, the rates to find a good VA like that are between 3 and $8 an hour. Now, sometimes I almost cringe when I share like that because it sounds like, gee, we're just taking people, taking advantage of people somewhere. No, not really. You know, with where those people live, if they can make $8 an hour, 
they can be the providers. Man, I worked with a, a Spanish, a gal that was helping me in my Spanish, learning Spanish. And what I paid her to me was embarrassingly low, but she was a provider for her entire family and was thrilled to help me as a client along with lots of other people. But because of what I was paying her, and actually I was paying her, um, I think it was $10 for a 30-minute session. So she was making $20 an hour and living in Venezuela. So she was considered well off by everybody and her family and the community because of the money she was able to generate in doing that. But if you if you go to like legendaryvas.com and check that out, you can match up with somebody who can help you in those areas where you are not really strong. And I would certainly encourage you, don't try to become good at all those things that you don't know now. Certainly there are things that you need to learn to have your own business. You know, I often share, do you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? We've got that list of characteristics and I'll run through it here just to give you kind of an update, but you know, there are so many things that you can bring to the table that can add to your success, whatever it is that you're doing. Again, if you've got a regular job, that's fine. The same things are going to make you successful there as I go through these characteristics. But this is, are you, do you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? Actually, you know, I would say, do you have what it takes just to be a, a great worker? You know, be somebody who really understands what they do well and is going to be successful in doing that. But are you a self-starter? Do you get along with different kinds of people? I mean, I talk often about the old Dale Carnegie steps on how to win friends and influence people. Do you get along with different kinds of people? Do you have a positive attitude? Are you able to make decisions? Are you able to accept responsibility? Do you enjoy competition? Do you have willpower, self-discipline? Do you plan ahead? Can you take advice from others? Now, I'm only halfway through. Now, see, there's, there's nothing in here about your technical skills, but your ability to build a web page, nothing, nothing like that at all. Um, are you adaptable to changing conditions? Can you stick with it? Do you have a high level of confidence and belief in what you're doing? Do you enjoy what you're going to do? Can you sell yourself and your ideas? Now, see, that's true even if you want to get a job. You're still selling yourself and ideas. And, then, and the idea that you know somebody got laid off, we talked about here previously, but if you're on a team, you're selling yourself every single day. You're being interviewed every single day you show up. Being interviewed and getting a job is not the end of the road where now you can just relax and you know, goof off. No, you're still being evaluated every day. So you need to be continuously selling yourself and ideas. No different than if you have your own business. So we're up to number 15. Are you prepared to work long hours? Do you have the physical and mental, emotional energy to run a business? Do you have the support of your family and your spouse? Are you willing to risk your own money in this venture? I mean, those, those are things that we list for being an entrepreneur. But again, 99% of those would apply to anything that you're going to do. Anything that you want to do, those are going to still be true. So, But again, there's nothing in there about having to be an expert in HTML coding or knowing how to build a website, again, which I absolutely don't know at all. I have no desire to learn that. Now, you may think, well, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, shouldn't you know everything? No, I have a, I have a CPA. 
that uh, takes care of, you know, working on finishing up taxes, obviously, right here this time of year. But I don't have any desire to understand tax code in Florida or nationally for the IRS. Zero. I want her to take care of that and to understand that, pull the figures together. Yeah, I can review them and agree to it, but I certainly don't want to know the ins and outs, whys and wherefores on all that. No, I'm going to get somebody else to do that. So in terms of a website, I mean, if, if you, if, if you're a coach, as an example, and you want a website, don't go out and just try to figure out, gee, starting from scratch, just look for sites that already do that. I mean, my friend, um, Chris McCluskey with PCCI, Professional Christian Coaching Institute, he's got a cookie cutter website for coaches, mycoachsolutions.com. You can go there, boom, plug it in, you instantly are up and running. There's other sites out there where you can get a, a simple working website, you know, very, very quickly, where you may just pay $39 a month right from the start. Don't even have to pay development cost on that. Okay. Now, when, when I list these kind of things, I always hear from people who say, well, what if I don't have some of those things? You know, but I still want to be in business. And here, here's an example of that. So this comes from a lady, I won't share her name. She says, so what if you don't have many of these traits, but are already an entrepreneur? I'm not very self-confident. And by temperament, I don't like competition. I'm more of a free spirit, not very structured, goal-oriented person. I don't know that I'm good at selling, but as an introvert, I'm a good listener and good at relating to people where they are so they feel comfortable enough with me to refer others. I do no advertising. Tried it the first year with a little success. Based on, most of my business is based on referrals. I'm not a quick decision maker. I have to weigh matters out and pray over them for a little while before making a decision. I dislike being pressured to pull the trigger on something immediately. I work the hours I need to, but as a wife and mom, I can't work too many long hours. What about personalities and situations like mine? I've been in business for a little over four years, and I know business could be better if I were the more aggressive entrepreneur type, but this is who I am. How does someone like me maximize what she has if she does not have these entrepreneurial personality traits. Okay. Now here, here's my response and I'm just kind of talking this out. I cringe when I see, but this is who I am. Success principles are not something we're born with, but they're things that we practice and learn. I mean, if I relied on my natural personality, I'd still be a farmer in Ohio. I mean, if you're content with the life as it is, then that's fine. But if you want to be more successful, you can learn and apply the traits like anyone else who has achieved anything admirable. And I was reminded in reading this, I this is who I am, of the old Popeye. You know, Popeye said, remember Popeye? I'm, well, I'm sure all of you have heard of Popeye. It's still being, there. there's still a Sunday Popeye strip that's then distributed around the world Monday through Friday. But it started in, in January of 1929. Think about how long Popeye the Sailor Man's been around. But he said, and I am what I am, what I am, and I am what I am, and that's all that I am because I am what I am. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. 
wasn't sure I could get through that without flipping. Anyway, yeah, that's what, you know, so the, the justification is, and, and we use that term to just kind of imply, well, I'm not going to change. I am what I am. No, I am what I am means you understand where you are strong and you understand your starting point. And it doesn't mean you need to change, you know, how you're wired, how you relate to other people. We want you to understand that and find environments that embrace that. But to use this just as a stopping point and say, I can't be better in my business. I can't get a promotion. I can't make more money. No, that is never, never the truth. You can learn how to use your, it's just like in, in selling. If you're real outgoing and you are that hard driving, aggressive entrepreneur that sometimes people think you need to be, to be successful in business. I mean, wow, you can open a used car lot. Boom, you're going to just sell people what you have, or you can go knocking on doors and sell water softeners to people and be really successful. But if you're real quiet and shy, you're introverted, like a couple of the questions have implied here today, that's okay. You can figure out, you know, you're going to uh, sell components to make your own treehouse. You had the story of the treehouse earlier. So you're going you're gonna to have that. Well, you're going to research, you know, does this need to, does a, Eight by 10 foot treehouse really have more application possibilities than something that's larger and that's still big enough to really, you know, have a bed in or something if you want to house people. So you have a treehouse that you can use that you can put up as a rental on Airbnb. So you know the requirements for Airbnb and you know that this means and you create the plans for that. So you haven't talked to anybody out there at all. You're doing this in your own, the comfort of your own office somewhere and you create the plans for how to do that and you're going to sell the plans the complete plans for doing this knowing all the requirements and everything and you're going to charge 999 dollars for the plans now the person still has to go out and get the materials and do the work or have somebody else do it but here's what you need here's a package program for having a tree house that you can rent out for 129 dollars a night on average on airbnb Okay, so let's say that you have that. So you're charging $999. What if you only had a thousand people that purchased that over the course of a year? So, you know, you get a thousand people and you're going to just provide your plans to them. Well, that's not a big number. On either side, it's not a big number for the business idea and the plans, and it's not a big number in terms of number of people. But have you done the math on that in your head as I'm talking here? $999? That's $999,000. That's a whole lot of money if you were to do that. And you can do that without changing who you are without changing your personality, without becoming that hard driving, aggressive in your face. No, you can do that totally behind the scenes, never see or talk to anybody. Well, so you can move into being a great entrepreneur by still embracing what you know about yourself. So again, the I am what I am is not an excuse to just sit back and do nothing. It's a starting point to understand how you're going to do really, really well by embracing what you know about yourself. Well, I heard Warren Buffett, just a little clip I saw this week. 
and he was talking to some college kids, and it relates to what we're talking about here. He says, imagine you're 20 years old. He said, what if I told you you could pick out any car you wanted, any color, any options? It's going to be here tomorrow with a bow around it. It's yours. But there's only one catch. It's the only car you'll ever have. How would you decide on choosing the car, and how do you think you'd take care of it? Now, I'm not quoting Warren. I'm just talking at this point. How would you take care of that if you could get any car you wanted, but you knew it was the only one you were ever going to have? Then how would you take care of it going forward? Wow, you'd really baby that, wouldn't you? But And then he did say, he said, here's the deal. You only get one body and one mind. How are you taking care of those? Boy, I love thinking about that. You know, certainly we know a lot about taking care of our bodies better. We see examples of people who have done that well and people who have not done that well. You know, when they get a little older, the kind of truth comes out. But what about your mind? How are you taking care of that? You only have one mind. How are you taking care of that? Well, that's why I talk so much about how we can grow, how we can improve ourselves. You can access the best information in the universe out there and make decisions about how you're going to implement those things, change the results that you're getting. You know, I tell people, if you, if you want to really grow slowly, you know, invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities. But if you want fast growth, invest in yourself. That can really change the speed at which you're moving into your own success. All right, hey, I got one more question here I want to share. Todd says, um, I was a recipient of your book and Understanding Heart recently. I've really enjoyed reading it. Thank you for sending it to me. Each week I listen to your podcast. While I get inspired from what I hear, I also get frustrated as well. My problem is the figuring it out and creating a plan to move forward. I've looked inward at my skills, abilities, and personality traits, as well as my values, dreams, and passions. And the few things I have come up with don't really excite or interest me. I need help somehow. I'm currently in the car business where I've worked for many years. I'm ready to move on to something that will end my dreaded Mondays. What do you suggest or recommend to help me find the work I love? Well, Todd, um, you know, when, when you look inward at your skills, abilities, and personality traits, and in your values, dreams, and passions, you ought to be able to find some things that not only are consistent that are recurring themes, but that do excite you. I mean, that, that kind of baffles me that you looked at all those things and you haven't come up with anything that really excites or interests you. I mean, there has to be something that attracts your curiosity. You know, there's a, there's a new model for a wheel that I've created that I shared at our, that I'm sharing at these live events that we're doing Keller, Texas, and then Franklin coming up um, this month and then Sarasota in August, but it's this model where it starts with accept God's love for you. You know, if you can't, if you can't do that, you really are going to have a hard time functioning well or having extraordinary success. But having done that, then you can share that love with others. That leads to building trusted relationships. And I don't know of any way to make money quicker than to nurture meaningful relationships. Now, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, I'm not talking about having 300,000 friends on Facebook. That's not the kind of meaningful relationships I'm talking about. I'm talking about trusted relationships. That may be five or 20, you know, it can, it's going to be a, a small number, but build those relationships. Then it gives you the confidence 
to explore your creativity, explore your curiosity. What gets your attention? What are things that you are interested in? You move into that. Then from that, you can say, okay, if I did that, if I put together plans to build a, a tree house that somebody could rent out as an example that I just used there, you know, then I could say, okay, my goal, my purpose is to help a thousand people experience the joy of having a tree house that they're renting out to create income and fun for their kids and grandkids. However you do that, define your purpose, then develop your talent in that become really good. at what you do become known as the go-to person for that. Then you make an offer and from that offer, then you enjoy your profit. It's just a real natural sequence, but you got to figure out where are you blocked in that process? Where is it that is you're being stopped and not moving forward in that progress? Yeah, I'm not sure with you. I don't know enough about your situation, but you know, ask yourself those questions again. There ought to be something that attracts your curiosity enough that you would move into that, explore it, and become really good at it. And as you become really good at it, then you become more passionate about it. That helps you see a, an application or a purpose for that. Move right in, make an offer, enjoy the profits. That's just how it works. All right. Hey, thanks for being here. My goodness. Remember our quotation again, it can work for you or against you. It's like having a brick. You can use it to build a cathedral or you can use it to smash a window, but I am what I am and that's what I am. So I usually see that in a negative light, but at the same time, it can be a powerful foundation for you doing what only you can do. So again, remember our resource, if you want to check out the information about Eagles Innovation Group, just go to 48days.com slash EIG. So thanks for being a listener. Thanks for sending in your questions. Those keep coming in. I'm honored each week to open that mailbag and see your questions. Just go to 48days.com slash ask Dan if you have a question you want to leave. Thanks for being open to growing, for being the kind of people, person that I get to meet day after day. These live events, again, delighted to meet a lot of you at those. Got some coming up, but um, meeting the kind of people that you are where you're open to making the world a better place. Not only open, that's your true desire and you're doing it in very creative ways. So be that person. Stay committed to your belief that we can, without a shadow of a doubt, find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. 